Hello, welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Rolo Begley, who's Global Operations Manager at Geodis. And he's joining us today in our latest installment of Profiles in Real-Time Supply Chain Visibility Excellence, where we highlight companies that are leading the way in driving continuous improvement and innovation in supply chain visibility. So welcome and thank you for joining us, Rolo. Thank you, Adrian. Great to be here. So, uh, Rolo, before we dive into the topic, I, I always like to uh, find out how you know folks get involved with you know supply chain logistics, this crazy industry that, that that we're in. So, why don't you briefly tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into the industry and a little bit about Geotis and your current role and responsibilities there? Sure. So, I was uh, out of college. I was Army. Um, I was an infantry officer, and I think I was just a client of bad logistics for a long time. <laughs> so. Um, after that, I went. I took the GI Bill, went back to school, did an MBA, um, and found myself in in logistics again, um, wanting to fix fix some of the the frustrations that that um, I'd experienced myself. Um, so I've been at Geodis almost ten years now, um, all in the in the high tech um, industry, um, moving IT equipment, medical equipment, stuff like that um, around the world. Great. Well, you know, certainly the, the, the military, like they say, is a good uh, either inspiration or uh, preparation, you know, point for a career in, in supply chain logistics. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, as we see, you know, right now in uh, other parts of the world, uh, in times of warfare, you know, you see the importance that, that logistics plays there. But in uh, obviously, as we've seen in the past two years as well, you know, logistics and supply chain, you know, play a critical role. Uh, in, in the everyday lives of, 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 of society, as we've all come to, uh, you know, appreciate. And certainly one of those areas that's become, it's always been important, but I think has become even, you, you know, uh, uh, more important is, is this whole topic of, of supply chain visibility. So maybe as a way to get started, I mean, what, uh, you know, what business challenges or, or, or improvement opportunities led you to kind of look for a real-time supply chain visibility so, uh, solution? I mean, what, what were the, some of the key objectives? Sure. So it's a couple of things that all kind of came together um, very conveniently for us. Um, one of the issues we've always had is, how do I know that my product was well cared for throughout its life cycle? And, you know, as we see supply chains get more and more complicated, product is handed off from, you know, one team to another team, to a subcontractor, to a sub-subcontractor, et cetera. And how do we have, how do we know, how do we vet that in entire supply chain and know what was happening to our product. And then the second issue is just the simple visibility of where is my stuff and when's it going to arrive? And we find a lot of systems are ancient, um, you know, for a lot of very good reasons that I understand, there's not been a lot of investment in R&D and in technology um, in many cases, and there are exceptions. Um, and so what we're finding is the technology is, is there now. Um, and it's not perfect. It'll continue to get cheaper. It'll continue to get, make more economical sense and more shipments. But the technology is there where we can attach a tracker to our freight and we know exactly what's happening to it. We know how it's being handled. We know the atmospheric conditions, the temperature, the humidity. We know if it's been exposed to light, i.e. if the box has been opened or the truck has been opened. Um, and we know exactly where it is. 
And it's been eye-opening for us. It's been, it's been fantastic. And the more we use it, the more we like it, and the more we find more use cases for it. Um, so we've been very pleased and very excited with what we've been doing. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, when you think about, you know, supply chains have become, um, in many cases, so long and so global, right? So it's one thing if you're shipping something where, you know, from manufacturer to customer, and it's two days, right? But when you're talking about, you know, weeks in transit, and, and you really need to know, um, you know, the status of that shipment, the status of that product, the status of that container, what's inside, where you really need to know certain critical things about it. Like, you, you know, you gave some examples there, whether it's temperature, whether it's humidity, whether it's, you know, it's been opened or not and so forth and, and have trust and confidence in, in, in that throughout kind of a longer period. I mean, that's, that's been very, you know, very difficult until relatively recently to, to do that at a, at a cost effective, you know, uh, uh, price point. So, um, so kind of, you talked a little bit about what you're trying to, you know, accomplish. So, I mean, what was, as you were kind of looking at solutions, you know, what were some of the key capabilities that you were then looking for in a solution? Sure. So the, the single biggest one for us was the location. Um, you know, how do we know exactly where it is? And then there's some complications there around cell, cell phone signal, especially when you get into some large warehouses. But so a good, reliable location um, was number one. And then the next factor was, how much more can we learn about it? So we'd like to see, and we talked a little bit about it, temperature and humidity. Um, has it been dropped? Has it been laid on its side? Has it been hit? You know, has it been shocked? Um, and we want to build out those features as much as possible. Uh, but the key for us was the location. Yeah. And of course, I mean, you know, as a, a as a, you know, kind of leading logistics provider. I mean, you're you're interested in this on behalf of the clients and the industries that you serve, right? So th this is things that it's not only important to you, but also important to your customers and the industries that you serve. Can you tell us a little bit about? You know, you mentioned that I think early on, but you know, what what are some of the industries where these capabilities are particularly important? Sure. So so I manage the high tech vertical, um, moving primarily IT equipment, medical equipment, um, things like that, but the other big one, of course, is life sciences, um, uh, pharmaceutical products that have specific temperature ranges. Um, and then as we're building out these capabilities and proving concepts, we're seeing it more and more um, with other uses for the energy sector, for example, for mining. Um, so it's it's been a growth area for us. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the, the reality is that, um, you know, a lot of these leaders in these industries that you talked about, I mean, they look to partners such as yourselves to lead the way in this area, right? I mean, those as they're evaluating their logistics partners, they're looking, you know, technology and their use of technology to help them meet their requirements, particularly around this visibility, is, is something that is becoming a higher priority for them. So, so as you were, uh, you know, so as you would start, you know, evaluating different solutions. I mean, tell us a little bit about the the, the evaluation process and. You know, what factors are ultimately led you to select, you know, Tive as a partner? Sure. So a few things. First of all, when you start getting into air freight, it's very controlled by the FAA and other regional um, bodies in terms of you've, all of a sudden you've got a, a transmitter on board the plane and is it going to turn itself off and what frequencies is it using and all of these factors. So we need something that's widely accepted. Um, and that's all done at the airline level. 
So there are potentially hundreds of airlines that we could use. So we want somebody, we want a partner who's done their homework and has worked with all the different airlines and is accepted by as many of them as possible. Um, we want something that's easy to use because we've got to turn this on and turn it off, um, which sounds simple, but somebody will remove it and shake it up and throw it in a corner and then turn it off. And now your data is garbage, right? Um, so something that's as easy to use as possible. Um, and then something that is reusable. Um, and this, this gets complicated. And this was a the challenge for us um, early on was we want to reuse it, but at the same time, you've got either a consignee who's not accustomed to this, or you've got a driver who's never done this before. And you do as much training as you can, but it still falls through the cracks. So you want sort of a hybrid of something that's reusable, but it's not the end of the world if, if you lose it. Um, because some of these people forget and they don't turn it off or they don't return it. And we need to be able to live with that. Um, so Tide's been a great partner for us because it, it meets all of those requirements. It's relatively inexpensive. It's not the end of the world if we lose it, but at the same time, you know, especially in a world with a, with a global chip shortage, microchip shortage, um, we don't want to throw out every chip we've got our hands on. Um, we want to keep as many of those as possible, right? Um, so it strikes a very, very good medium. Um, um, it, it balances very well. And, and the battery life's excellent, which is another big factor. You know, a lot of great points there. You know, that, that first point you brought up was something I hadn't thought about. And it just brings to, to light the fact that, you know, when you're thinking about technology, when you're thinking about just the supply chain in, in, in general, I mean, there's so many participants in this ecosystem, right? Um, and, you know, the fact that when you talk about air freight and when you're talking about uh, supply chains that depend on that, the fact that, you know, having some kind of certification or approval process for these technologies from the different airlines, you know, being a key factor here, that's something that I hadn't, you know, uh, you, you know, thought about. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit about how you, how you went about implementing, you know, the solution? I mean, was it something that you started out small with a, with a particular customer or, or a particular region? Um, I mean, who, and who was involved? How long did it take? Things like that. Sure. So it's, I mean, as you, as you reference, it's, it's complicated. Um, so we started small with a single customer um, doing U.S. domestic shipments. And then we started adding more and more international destinations, um, which is one of the areas that as a logistics player with, with trade compliance teams and expertise, um, we bring value. And I think it's an area where individual shippers might struggle to do on their own. Um, because depending on the country, there's individual regulations um, because you're shipping a box that belongs to your customer, but then attached to it is a tracker that belongs to us. And then different countries have different regulations for customs. Does that need two different commercial invoices? Is that just part of the packaging like a pallet would be? Um, so there's a whole layer of complexity around the importation piece as well and, and the customs compliance. Um, and that was a big struggle for us. And, but we grew slowly. We grew country by country um, over a period of a few months. And, you know, there's always going to be a few countries that are difficult. And, you know, if we put those aside and, and move on. Um, but it's, it's maybe four or five countries that, that, are, um, that, are, that, that have been difficult that we've struggled with. Um, and then it's building out the IT capabilities as well um, because of the uh, 
um, the airline regulations. You can't transmit in flight. So we connect to an API for one of the flight tracking websites. So we'll know that this is on Lufthansa flight 123 and we'll switch our tracking from the tracker to the live flight data so we can track the flight in real time. Um, that took a while. You know, there were some, some challenges. It's a huge amount of data um, that you've got to match and you've got to tie it all together and make sure you're all talking about the same shipment. Um, so it took us a good six months to really get rolling. Um, and even now we're making improvements. We're building out some more capabilities in terms of what we can do with the data. Um, so it's never quite finished, but I'd say it was six months or so to get really up and running with, you know, call it 80% of our, of what we wanted to apply. You know, and that, that makes sense. I mean, I think that, uh, and I think it further validates the approach of, you know, uh, crawl, walk, run, right? Because I mean, I think we've, we've learned from decades ago, you know, with these, with these uh, big bang implementations of ERP and other things that, you know, th there are so many um, unknown unknowns, right? That, that you run into when you start implementing this. I mean, even again, even just that point you brought up about just the custom compliance issues of, in terms of having a, a tracking device that's owned by somebody, somebody different than the actual package that it's, you know, and, and the, re the requirements there on, on a country to by country basis. I mean, that's something that I hadn't even, you know, thought about, but again, it's something that obviously you learn along the way, but I would assume that now with all the learnings, you know, the, the first one's probably the one that takes the longest because you're kind of working through the, the, the data issues, the integration issues, you know, the work, the whole workflow and, and so forth. Um, and there's a lot of kind of learning that takes place there, but then, you know, when you bring up the next customer or the next industry, you know, the, the time is uh, uh, much quicker because you've already had all that learning behind you, correct? So much easier. Uh, I mean, it's, it's night and day. Uh, we can get up and running and, you know, that's something basic running in a few weeks. Um, and if it's just onesies and twosies, we could, we could do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a struggle to get there for sure. Yeah. So, so what have been some of the, you know, the, the benefits to date and, and have there been any kind of unexpected benefits? Yeah, there have been. Um, we've learned a lot, uh, and I'll give you a good example, is um, just sitting out on the tarmac waiting to get loaded onto an aircraft. How hot the freight gets inside one of those AMJs. Um, it's, it's incredible to me. I mean, you know, 30, 30 plus degrees above the ambient temperature. Um, and that was a learning experience. And, you know, we're working with some of our ground handlers to try and keep those in the shade or bring them out at the last minute. Um, but that was very eye-opening. Um, and then it makes you wonder what other gaps, you know, what else are you learning about your, uh, about your freight? Even, even just sitting in a truck going through the Southwest when it's, you know, in the middle of summer, I mean, you're, you're much higher than the ambient temperature. And that was a surprise to me. Um, some of what we ship, we ship in climate controlled trailers and the delta between the nose and the tail of the truck is pretty significant um and sort of questions how how climate controlled are they um but these are all once you know that now you can start talking about where to place you know your equipment inside a truck um it's all it's all part of the learning experience um and of course one, i mean some of our biggest benefits have been when we've lost freight um, we've, we've had that a couple of times now, um, you know, seven figure valued freight, um, that just didn't arrive. 
Uh, in one case, uh, it was loaded on the plane, landed in Paris, and it wasn't there in Paris. <laughs> and um, within within an hour, we were able to say, hey, I don't know what happened, but it's, it's in uh, Brussels. And this is the exact warehouse that it's in. And I guess there was a ground handling error in, in CDG and it got loaded on the wrong truck, um, which happens. It happens. I get it. Um, but with, with these devices, we were able to say exactly where it is. We were able to go get it. And, you know, it really minimizes the impact of the customer. You don't even have to tell the customer there's a problem until you're halfway to solving it. Right. Um, which just gives everybody that, that reassurance. Um, and it's, it's a really nice feeling when you know where everything is and you know how it's being handled. Um, and it's, it's been a game changer for our business. Yeah. I mean, I think those are great examples because I mean, we all often talk about, okay, visibility is important, but it's actually, what do you do with it that ultimately delivers the, the business value? Right. And what you do with it is, you know, in the, in the case of, you know, the, the, the temperature, you know, increasing while it's waiting to be boarded on a, on a, on an airplane, you know, now you can change perhaps, you know, work, like you said, you're working with the ground handlers and the, uh, uh, you know, the folks there to see if, uh, depending on what type of shipment it is, if, if you can delay, you know, the amount of time that it, you know, sits, you know, when, when it can get loaded and so forth to minimize the, the impact of those, those temperature gradients. And then also understanding the temperature gradients within the trailer or, or truck as it's moving, you know, uh, through the Southwest or some, somewhere hot. So those are the types of things that I think ultimately, you know, you can convert into action, whether it's, you know, changing operating procedures or putting in place some kind of continuous improvement project to, you know, minimize the potential impact, you know, of that, of course, then, you know, finding a lost shipment or, or, uh, uh, a shipment that ended up in the wrong location and being able to quickly identify where it ended up, you know, that, that could have been a, uh, a seven figure, uh, you know, disaster, but turned out that the, you know, you can quickly identify where it was and, and understand why it, you know, why it happened. And, you know, I theoretically then figure out, you know, how you can prevent that from happening in, in you know, in, in the future as well. Um, so, I mean, what's next for Geotis then in, in terms of, you know, continuously improving your supply chain visibility, you know, capabilities? Yeah, so it's a good question. So what, where we want to go with this is make it more predictive. So if we know it's on the road, it left JFK 20 minutes ago, we know the traffic conditions on the way to, I make it up, but maybe you're going to Pittsburgh. We want to nail down that delivery time. And we want to be able to say, send an automated message that says, hey, one hour, give or take. That's, that's when we expect to deliver. Um, you know, cause we see that in the consumer space. Um, but we don't really see that yet in the B2B space and there's no good reason not to. Um, so again, it's going to be more iteration, more building out of capabilities. Um, but it's so far, everything we've done is telling us what has happened already. And we want to, you know, evolve and move forward and get to what's going to happen next. Um, cause that brings a huge, uh, you know, hold another level of, of visibility, um, and expectations to the client. Um, so that's what we're working on now. Right. Well, and this is where, again, be, being able to integrate, you know, more data, right. Real, real time traffic conditions as, as an example, weather, um, and then couple that with, you know, machine learning and AI. And, and that's, that's where you know, a lot of the buzz, you know, is today is, you know, when you, once you amass this kind of big data in, in logistics, uh, then layering in these other technologies to do some of this predictive, 
um, you know, enable these predictive capabilities is certainly where the industry is, is heading toward. So, uh, you know, as a way to wrap up, Rolo, I mean, uh, you, you know, what words of advice or, or recommendations would you give to other companies that are just getting started on their journey of evaluating, selecting, and implementing a, a real-time supply chain visibility solution? Sure. So I'd say it's harder than you think. Uh, you think you're just slapping a GPS on a box and you're ready to go. Um, but done right, it's it's much more complicated than that. But it is so absolutely worth it. It's so valuable. Um, we've learned, you know, like you said, the unknown unknowns. We've learned so much that we would have never imagined. Um, that we've made changes we would never have anticipated. Um, and it's it's brought a whole new level of understanding at a very, very detailed level of what's going on inside our supply chain. Um, so I would encourage, you know, whether it's other logistics players, whether it's shippers, manufacturers, um, it, it's visibility you should have for yourself and it's visibility you should be able to provide to your clients. Um, and it's, it's incredibly valuable. Right, no, absolutely. I mean, I, and I, I would think that, you know, as, as you, you talked about some of what's next for you, uh, and, and talked about kind of your evaluation process. You know, I would think that, you know, when selecting a partner, um, you know, that partner is, has to be kind of involved in, you know, helping you come up that learning curve and helping you, uh, you know, align, you know, that their capabilities and where their roadmap has to align kind of where, where you're heading toward as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's everybody's got to be on the same page. Um, and so, and Tide's been a great partner like that. Um, they're they're moving forward. They understand all the constraints, um, and they're building out new models with some of our feedback, some additional features we'd like to see. Um, so they've been great partners for us as as we grow. Um, so it's been it's been a very exciting ride. Great. Well, Rolo, really appreciate you sharing your story, your your success to date, and and where you're heading towards the future. You provided some great you know, insights and, and advice for others that are, uh, you know, I'm sure there are going to be many others if they haven't already, you know, uh, getting started on this journey uh, towards real-time supply chain visibility. So again, thank you for making the time to be with us today and sharing your story. No, thank you, Adrian. It's been great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. If you're watching this episode on demand, either at the uh, Tive website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Rolo, I'm sure that he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.